Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Focus on Greatness podcast. I am your host, Haim Roche, and as always, I'm excited to be with y'all, excited to dive into these conversations. Um, I'm going to just start off and just be honest with you. Tonight, I actually had something already written up of what I wanted to talk about tonight, and it really wasn't the topic that I'm going to be dealing with tonight. Um, but on Friday, um, every Friday, we'd come on and I hit you up live Friday morning and we talk about our book of the month. I, I give you and I share something with you that comes out of that book of the month. And throughout this month, we are dealing with or going through the book Life Beyond Fear. Um, and so that 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 book by itself is a very powerful book. I, I make sure that information that you can be able to listen to, I mean, watch it, um, <laughs> not watch it, read it, read the book um, or be able to get it digitally, um, however you like to read. It is, is, is a book, I believe, that helps us to be able to do exactly what it says, overcome in your fear. And as I was reading it and talking about it on this Friday, we talked about this concept of rest in peace and it stuck with me. It, it wouldn't leave me throughout the weekend. And I knew that this was a conversation that I felt like we needed to dive in. Um, I know one day probably um, on one of these podcasts, we'll actually talk about uh, a jewel I would even grab to say that my mentor gave me talking about this concept of how to make sure that you are hearing from God. Surely when you are um, in a place or in a position in life where you have a lot of noises around you, a lot of voices around you, you want to make sure that you can clearly know when God is talking to you, when God is saying that you should nudge you to be able to lead into um, a topic or things of that nature. We'll probably deal with something like that in the future. Uh, but tonight I want to dive into this concept and I'm going to actually try to teach it a little bit so that we can all be on the same page and prayerfully gain clarity um, of how this concept works for our lives. So when we think about this statement, rest in peace, uh, normally we hear this around, you know, uh, the passing of a loved one or a friend or someone that we knew. Um, we, we, we see these sometimes on T-shirts and uh, different different forms of where you see this statement, rest in peace. It's, it's normally we'll define it as saying just RIP, but the reason reason why we're saying this is because for that person that has passed away, that loved one that has passed away, the one that we have lost that was close to us, we're saying to them, now you're resting in peace where you don't have to deal with the toil and the struggle and the things that we go through in the day-to-day -day life. That person might have been dealing with some form of sickness. Um, and so now you're saying rest in peace because now you don't have to deal with the struggle, the strains of the things that you were struggling or dealing with. And in one sense, I do attest and understand that statement. And I do believe that that statement is correctly going to that that situation. Um, but I also want to add on to it. I, I, I believe that it's also supposed to be something that we can live in our daily life. Like, like if the only reason why or the only thing that we believe that people can have is the only way they can get to a point of where they can rest in peace is that they are passed away, then 
that's a very sad place to be. Truly, if you have a person um, that is struggling with any form of insecurity, depressions, or uh, you have any anxieties or dealing with a lot of worry in your life, if the only way that you feel like that you can be able to get peace or rest in peace is that the situation dies, um, the relationship dies, that struggle dies, or you yourself have to, then I believe that that is a sad contents when it comes to our lives because really reality is we're all going to go through things in life. We're all going to have struggles. We're all going to have things that we, we struggle or have problems and issues with. But if the only person that gets to rest in peace is the one that passes away, then, then there's no hope for us. There's no hope for those that are living their day-to-day -day life. And so today, what I want to be able to do tonight, I want to go and really take the time to give us an, a different perspective. And this different perspective is really, I believe all of us should be resting in peace. So let's break this thing down. I'm going to break it down into these categories. And I want to really start, um, which I think is going to help us in Matthew's chapter 11, verses 28 through 29. I'm going to read out of the King James Version, and I believe it'll give us some insight on this conversation. And then we'll go from there. Again, Matthew's chapter 11, verses 28 through 29, it says this statement, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. So for those that are watching this live and those that will be listening or listening or watching this later on, I want you to do me a favor. Surely for those that are online, I want you to put in the comment section rest. Because here's the thing, if we're going to rest in peace, we have to deal first off with this concept of rest. And in this statement here, Jesus is talking to a group of individuals uh, before this context. He's, he's talking to people and he's basically saying, listen, I, I've already tried to do miracles with y'all. I, I, I tried to do certain things with y'all. But the reason why I could not was because really you were struggling in your belief system. You're so stuck and heavy on the things that are going on. You're so you're so stuck stuck and heavy and weighted by the laws of the land and by the laws and traditions of where you have been dealing with that you can't even get the healing that you need. And so Jesus says unto them, after praying unto the father, he gets this statement and he says, look, come unto me, all ye that are laboring and that are heavy laden, and I want to give you rest. Now, let's break this thing down a little bit. Um, I'm going to try, again, just teach this a little bit so we can have some clarity on this conversation, and I want you to be able to see where you are in this conversation. So to labor, based upon the definition of this word, is, is basically is to, low, is to uh, feel fatigued by implica um, implication of to work hard is to labor, is to toil, is to be wearied. Now, let me ask you a question. And I know it might be a few of you that might say this answer, but I, I, let's just be honest. How many of you feel like you're working so much that you're working and you're laboring so hard? Now, now hear what I'm about to talk about. I'm not just talking about your job. I'm talking about in your relationships. I'm talking about when it comes in reference to your finances. I'm talking about when it comes in reference to uh, your friendships, 
I'm talking about when it comes in reference to the dream or the goal that you're going after. I'm talking about when it comes in reference to those things, different categories and places in your life. Do you feel like you are laboring? I mean, toiling and working hard to the point where it's, it's, it, it's burning you out. If that is you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this intentionally. If that's you, then this conversation is for you. Because really what it says is you are laboring hard. You're working on that dream hard. And I get it. You're working on that relationship very hard. You're, you're giving everything you got to make sure that your finance is the way that it needs to be. You're, you're trying to make sure you're doing everything you possibly can to make sure that your children is okay. You're doing everything you possibly can to make sure that your future is set up. You're doing everything you possibly can. And you're burning yourself out. And I know you're probably saying, look, everybody's doing that. But I promise you, there's somebody that's working at the same amount of strength and the same amount of effort and giving the same amount of things that you are giving, but they're not toiling. They're not burnt out. They're not fatigued. They're not exhausted. They're rested. They have rest. So let's let's deal with this next context because that's one person. That's one scenario, one situation, one category. So here's the next one. It's heavy laden. That's what he says. He says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. So let's talk to this heavy laden. Let's figure out what this word means. To be laden is to load up, is to overburden with ceremony. It's too, it's, it's too, it's too heavy of a burden to carry. So not only is he talking to a person that is working too much, that is literally burning themselves out, but he's also talking to a category of people that is, that's carrying too much. You're carrying too much of the relationship. You're carrying too much of the problems. You're the person everybody comes to, but you don't have nobody to pour it out on. You're carrying too much. You're overloaded to the point to where you become so stressed out. I know I'm talking to somebody because I'm talking to myself as well. Because I have had scenarios, both of these categories, both of them, where I was laboring hard. I mean, working hard, pouring everything I had out. And I was drained. I was fatigued. I was burnt out. But then I was also in a position where I was feeling like I was carrying everything. Every, all my friends, all these people's burdens and all these different situations and all these things for my future and all these things for the podcast and all these. I mean, I felt like I was carrying all these loads and I was overloaded. But I was working it in myself. I was trying to carry this thing by myself. But this is what Jesus says to these people. Come unto me, all ye that are fatigued, that are laboring so hard that you have burnt yourself out. All ye that are heavy laden, you, you are overloaded with problems, issues, situations, things. He says, and this is what I promise. I will give you rest. Now, what does rest mean? Rest in this context is to refresh is to take ease, is to, is to give or take rest. When we look at rest, rest is, is resting from the work. 
There's different scenarios in scripture context that we can go through that talks about rest that talks about these contexts of rest. I love what Isaiah says in Isaiah 14 and three, it says this, it says, and it shall come to pass in the day that the Lord shall give thee rest from thy sorrow and from thy fear and from the hard bondage wherein thou hast made to serve. There's gonna come a day, he's saying, there's gonna come a day where the Lord is going to give unto you rest. Rest from all of these different toils and problems and situations. There's going to be a day. He's not talking about a day of death. He's saying there's going to be a day where you don't have to stress out like you're doing. There's going to come a day where you don't have to carry all the burdens yourself and burn your own self out because you don't have no more energy. And now you're frustrated every time. And now you're snapping every moment. And now you don't want to be around nobody. And now you're constant, now you're sitting here depressed and stressed and, and, and worried and, and going through all of these different problems. And he's saying, look, no, there's going to come a day when the Lord is going to be able to give unto you rest. This is why this conversation is important because we only, sometimes we only feel the only way we're going to get rest is when it's all over. But what if I told you that you can have rest in the middle of it? What if I told you that you can have rest while everything is going on? We're just talking about rest. I haven't even got to peace. We're just talking about rest. What if I told you you can rest in something? All right, so let's go to this next statement. We said rest in peace. So let's deal with the in, I-N. Let's deal with in. John chapter 16, verse 33. This is what it says, and it's gonna take us to where we need to go. These things have I spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world, you shall have tribulations, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. <laughs> I'm gonna read it again. John 16, verse 33, it says this. These things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. This same I is the I that says in Matthew 28, I will give you rest. So what is he saying here? Listen, as long as you're in me, as long as you're resting in me, you're going to have peace. If you're trying to rest in the world, Rest in how the world functions and the systems of this world. You're always going to have tribulation. You're always going to be stressed out. Let me make it more plain because I don't want to make it like this is too deep. This Because it's not that deep. If you're trying to do this in your own strength, you're going to be burnt out. If you're trying to do this thing in your own power, you're going to be burnt out. Every time that I feel that I am being overloaded, that I'm being stressed out, that I'm being, that it's too much for me to carry. This is a statement that my mentor always says to me, Hiram, you need to check and see which, where, where's your distance from God? How far? Because now you are feeling the weight of it. 
if I continued on in Matthew's chapter 11, going on to verses 30, he makes a statement that I believe helps us because what he says is in Matthew's chapter 11, let me go back to it. Matthew's chapter 11. Because I want to give us clarity. Matthew's chapter 11, verses 30. This is what he says. Um, let's do 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly of heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So understand is not that you're getting away from no, having any burden. No, you're going to feel something because it's called life. The reason why we feel the full weight of it is because we're not resting in the person that gives us peace. Now, let's look at this. Um, let's look at this context of peace. So in what, what are we resting in? We're resting in who? So in Romans chapter 16, verses 20, it helps us to understand this and the God of peace. So we're resting in the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Romans chapter five, verses one through two makes this statement. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. So we have peace with God because he is the God of peace. So it's two separate contexts. We have peace with God and he's the God of peace. So what makes me have peace with God is because I'm justified. So my justification makes me have peace with God. Now, what makes God be God of peace is that that's exactly who he said he is. So what am I resting in? I'm resting that he's the God of peace. You're not a God of confusion. You're not a God of chaos. You're not a God of stress and worry and problems and issues. How, but here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I love the greatest example I think of this is in the book of Job. We know, some of us know about the book of Job. Some of us know about his life. He was a man that was wealthy. He was a man favored by God. God had kept him all of these things. And then God and the enemy had a conversation. The enemy wants to be able to test him and touch him. And God says, well, look, go ahead. I'm, I, I'll let you touch. I'll let you touch him. But you can't kill him, but I'll let you touch him. The whole chapter, the whole book of Job allows us to see something. Job is going through ups and downs and struggles and all of these things. But one of the things that Job lived in, rested in, was who God was. So Job's only concern is, God, have I done something to you that will make these things happen? Because his wife is saying it, his friends are saying it, all these people are saying it. But Job is, is only his only resolve in peace is that, God, I had to do something against you. So show me what I did against you so, me, so I can fix this thing with me and you. He wasn't moved by only by the things that were happening. What helped him be settled was because he knew who his God was. We serve a God of peace. Rest in that. Rest in that he's a God of peace. Rest in that he's a God that provides. Rest in that he's a God that, that, that provides for his people, that takes care of his people. Rest in and knowing that he is the one that says that I will supply all of your needs according to your own, according to his riches and glory. We have to be settled and rest in who he is.
and then recognize because we're resting in who he is, he said, I'll make sure that you have peace. Okay, all right. So let's go to this piece. Philippians chapter four, verses seven. I'm, I'm calming down. Philippians chapter four, verses seven. This is what it says. It says, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Now, I love this. Not that I only love it because it says it's the peace of God that passeth all understanding. That by itself is a powerful statement. That means that there, there's going, there might be situations that don't make sense. It, 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 it might be ups and downs of life that is going crazy around me, but I have peace that I know people understand how I got here. So, so I can rest in this peace. I rest in peace, understanding, understanding that I'm in him. And I have, I'm, I can be peaceful because I know that he's in control. I can be at peace with situations. I can be at peace when things don't look good. I can be at peace when things are going crazy. I can be at peace when I can't figure this thing out. I can be at peace and I can have peace that pass all understanding. I can have it. But here's the thing that I loved is he says, that shall keep your heart and your mind. How many times have you went through a struggle or you were going through something and your mind was going, it was restless. It was so bad that probably you couldn't even sleep at night because it was just going and going and going and going, worrying about one thing after another, after another. It was restless. And this says, is, I'm going to give you the peace that pass of all understanding that shall keep your heart and your mind. You worrying, you're stressing, you're struggling, you're going through all of this stuff and trying to figure fearful. And he says, I'm going to give unto you peace. I'm the God that gives you peace. The peace of God. It's a peace of God. It's the peace of God that pass of all understanding. Now, I love this statement, um, and we might read this book in the future, but I love this statement. Um, it comes out of, um, um, out of a book, and I'll probably put the information in the, in the description below. But this is a context that it says what peace is. My pastor used to say this all the time, and I'm telling you, it connects so much. Peace is a deep sense of inner well-being, undisturbed by outward circumstances. I'm going to read it again. Peace is a deep sense of inner well-being undisturbed by outward circumstances. Now, let me read us another scripture context and give you a picture of what I believe this looks like. In Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 26, and we're going to read it. This is a story about Jesus and his disciples. They have just got finished having some conversation, and now Jesus has told them to get inside the boat. Some of us know this context. And as they get inside the boat, they're going to go on to the other side. This was the instructions. Get in the boat and we're going to the other side. While they're going to the other side, something ends up happening. So let's read this. Verses 23 through 26 in Matthew chapter 8. It says this. It says, and when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea. 
insomuch that the ship was covered with waves, but he was asleep. Who is he? Jesus. Jesus is the one that gets in the ship. The disciples follow him. Now they're off on the ship. And it says, and awake some the storms start moving in the water. Waves start coming into the into the ship, but Jesus was asleep. He was resting. He was at peace. Here it goes. Verse 25. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are you fearful? O ye of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. Now, I'm telling you, this is the part that, that I love about this. When I look at this, I see life. Life where in moments of time where we are trying to progress in life, we're trying to go do something. We, we feel like, you know, that we have a goal that we're trying to achieve and, or we're trying to better our marriage or trying to better in our job or trying to better in different areas of our life. We're trying to get better, trying to go to that next level that we all talk about. Right. And while they're going to go to this next level, life happens. Now understand, everybody that's getting in the boat, were, were majority of the people that is getting in the boat were fishermen. So they understood that when you get into the water, sometimes there's going to be a storm. So it's not that they have never been in a storm before. It's not that they have not ever been in a boat in the sea where the waves was acting crazy. It's none of those things. None of those things have, it's not that these things were not normal for a fisherman. These things are regular for a fisherman. So you have these people that are going through to go to another level in their life, just like me and you. And while they're trying to go to another level in their life, the waves come. Life happens. Situations come. Things happen where it feels like it's so much happening at one time. One stressful thing after another. One situation after another. But again, Jesus is resting. He's asleep. He's at peace. You know how peaceful you got to be to sleep when it's storming outside? Not, not, not that you're in a house and it's raining. But peaceful to the point where you're in a boat and you and the water is is hitting you it's not that you ain't getting hit you're you're feeling the waves you're feeling the wind you're feeling all of these things happen and you're at rest at peace you're so peaceful why why was jesus peaceful and the disciples struggling because i believe the reason why was because jesus understood listen we we got an assignment so there's nothing that's going to happen I understand what's going on outside. I understand the storm. I understand the problem. I understand the struggle. I understand these things that are going on. I do. I get it. But be at peace. Be at peace. And here's where I believe why the disciples could not communicate and talk to or make it through the storm without having to wake up Jesus. He makes the statement here in verse 26. And he said unto them, why are you so fearful? Why are you so stressed out? Why are you so afraid? Why are you so terrified? Why? Why are you so, you so overwhelmed by this? Why? Why are you so overwhelmed? Why are you so fearful? And I believe the reason why they could not calm the storm because they were not peaceful inside.
They didn't have peace here. And because they did not have peace, how can you speak peace to something that you don't have peace in? The Bible says, blessed are the, blessed are the peacemakers. How can you be a peacemaker when you, when you got a storm going on in the inside of you? So I want to I want to give you something. This is something that uh, Martin Luther King made this statement. Peace is not merely a distant goal that we seek, but a means by which we arrive at that goal. Let me read you this again, and I'm going to explain it. Peace is not merely a distant goal that we seek, but a means by which we arrive at that goal. So what Martin Luther King Jr. is saying in this statement is peace is not the goal we're trying to go after. No, peace inside, this, this thing that you have inside that is not moved by outside circumstances or issues is what helps you to get to your destination. The thing that helped what, what, that helped the disciples get from one place to another, their goal of where they were going after was because Jesus had enough peace. It's not just the power. It was the peace. The peace that he had gave him the ability to make it from one end to the other. It was his peace because he understood that he had the God of peace that was with them. All right, so let me give you this. Let me give you this. I know we all hear this statement. I'm going to just give you this scripture context. John chapter 14, verses 27. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. Why? Because I've given unto you peace. I left you with peace. The peace, yes, the peace that passes all understanding. I left you with that. Rest in peace. Rest in this peace. So I want to give you this. I want to give you three spiritual steps, and I'm going to give you some practical steps. So here's the three spiritual steps for us to have this peace. First thing, pray. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. This is what it says. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. He says, listen, if you're going through a struggle, if you're worried and anxious about anything, talk to God. Communicate it. Pray to him about it. Remind him of his word. This is what I'm going through. And this is what your word says you will do. That's your petition. Your prayer is, this is what I'm going through. Your petition, this is what your word says you will do. And thank him for it. And this is again, he says, and the peace of God. Because you know who you're talking to. You know who you're communicating to. You can rest in that he got you. The peace of God. 
will transcend all understanding and will guard your hearts and mind in Christ Jesus. Here's the second thing. Meditate on God's word. Don't just, don't just pray, but you need to meditate on his words. John, I mean, Joshua chapter one, verses eight, um, it says this, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. But I want to read this also that I believe will help us in Psalms 85 and eight in the King James version. This is what it says. I will hear what God, the Lord will speak for. He will speak peace unto his people and to his saints, but let them not turn again to folly. This is, he's telling us, meditate on this word, because why? The words that he gives unto us, gives us peace. It gives us peace. I know people that go through, uh, that has been through storms, that have been through struggles and strains. That I have seen, yes, I've seen them cry. Yes, I've seen them hurt. I have. I have seen some that have went through stuff that people would, I mean, your mind will be blown. How do you have peace? And they would tell you, because I, I, I'm, I'm resting in him. I'm trusting in him. I'm depending on him. All right. Here's the last one. This is the last spiritual context. And then we give you some pragmatics. The last one is this. Be still. Psalms 46 and 10 says this. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes there are certain situations that you go through. Before you try to go and fix it, before you try to go and figure it out and or try to figure out how to fix this and how to do this and what's going to happen next. Sometimes you just need to be still. You just need to get yourself together. One of the things that um, that my um, my therapist has been telling me has told me is how I'm listening. Sometimes you just need to breathe. Get your, get your thoughts together. Calm yourself down. Focus in your mind. Why? Because sometimes what happens is when the waves come, when the situations come, when the issues come, the problem comes, if you go into reaction mode of you trying to fix it, you're going to stress yourself out. Sometimes, you need to just breathe before you do it. Before you go into anything, just be still and know who he is. And then you can go back and say, hey, listen, okay, hey, God, real quick, uh, listen, uh, this is what the situation is. I know what your word says. Help me through this. You said you are help in the time of need. I need you right now. You said that you have you have left the comfort of, I need you right now. I need you to comfort me in this situation. You said you'll be my lead. You said you're my shepherd. You're my guide. You're the one that gives unto me instructions and guidance in my life. I need you as the shepherd of my soul right now. 
Okay, here it is. Let me give you some pragmatics because I know I ain't gave you a lot of scripture more than normally I give you. So let me give you some pragmatics and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap this conversation up. First one is practice self-awareness. Here it is. Again, practice self-awareness. I want you, when you feel the moment coming, you feel those moments and you recognize those situations that make you stressed. I want you to practice self-awareness. Recognize why that makes you stressed. Why do you feel like that overwhelms you? Why do you feel like you have to take that on? Why do you feel like you're the one that has to carry that load? I want you to be self-aware. I want you to be self-aware in this moment. Why do you feel like it's you that have to do that? Self-awareness. I want you to be self-aware. All right, here's the other one. I want you to respect yourself and others. And I want to read this. Respect and kindness are essential components in living in peace. Respect yourself and your needs, as well as the needs of others. You have to respect yourself. You got a standard? Respect your standard for your own life. Okay, because now I'm self, I'm, I'm, I'm aware of what makes me stressed out. I'm aware of what, what, what breaks this peace, what puts me in a place where I'm, I don't have peace in this area. So I respect myself enough to not allow you or the situation to break my peace. Mm -mm, nope, I'm, I, I won't allow that to, I understand where I am. I understand how much I can handle. And there are certain conversations, I just can't handle that right now. It's not that I'm not your friend. It's not that I'm not in your corner. It's not that I'm not supporting you. Right now, I can't carry that. I understand what you're going through and I got you. I'm, I'm always in your corner, but right now, I can't take that on. I can't take that emotional baggage because I know where I'm at. I respect myself enough to do that. All right, so here's the last one. Take some time for yourself. Now, I'm telling you now, I know this part is probably difficult. This probably is more difficult than everything else that I talked about. Surely, if you're a person like myself, where you have placed people, things, and situations before your well-being, there are some times where you just need to get alone. You just need to be peace. You just need to play your game. You just need to watch a basketball game, football game, watch your sports. You just need to be by yourself for a minute. Just let me be by myself. I just need to breathe for a minute. These pieces from the spiritual all the way to the pragmatic, all the way that everything that we spoke about on tonight's podcast, these things will help you to rest in peace. I don't want you going through this year resting in struggle, laboring, 
burning yourself out. Working so much and working so hard and carrying so much that 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 you give up on everything that you want to do and accomplish before the year's out. I remember one time I was so overwhelmed. I felt so burnt out. I felt so stressed out that before the middle of the year, I was re I was I was literally sitting there like, do I even want to do this no more? I'm not even talking about the podcast. I'm not talking about my marriage for those that are listening. I'm talking about it, it came to a point where I thought about life. Is it worth doing life this way? And it boiled down to Hiram was not resting in peace. I didn't have any peace. I was stressing my own self out because I didn't do not only the spiritual. I was struggling with the spiritual. So it's not that I just wasn't doing the spirit. I wasn't even doing the practicals. I wasn't self-aware. I wasn't respecting myself because I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know where my triggers were. And I surely wasn't taking time for myself. I was pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring and pouring. And even to this day, I'm still learning how to make those adjustments for my life because I can't continue to grow. I can't go to my next place and my next level and walk in the next that I want to do for my relationships, from my finances, for the podcast, for everything that God has imparted into me to be able to do. I know it's going, the more I do has the opportunity to become more stressful. It has the opportunity to give more weight on me. I understand that completely. So what do I have to do? I have to understand I have to function in peace. I have to. Because here's the thing again, I'm going to read, I'm going to read this statement again that Martin Luther King said to us. Peace is not merely a distant goal that we seek but a means by which we arrive at that goal. I can't arrive at my new destination stressed out because I won't make it. I can't arrive to the next level of my life stressing because being very honest, I might not see it. Sometimes I think because we're not resting in peace, and I'm almost done, because we're not resting in peace, we become so stressed out, so overburdened, so overloaded with life that we can't even see opportunities. And sometimes it might be you see the opportunity, but you won't take the opportunity because you're already stressed. You're already overloaded. What you, how are you going to add on to it? Because you're already going through. You already have too much going on. So my prayer for you tonight, for you driving home from work, for those that are listening to this at home, for those that are listening to this while you're walking or exercising or whenever you listen to it, for those that are listening to this, I need you to do this. This is my prayer for you. Because I want you to rest in peace. I want you to have peace. 
and experience this peace that passeth all understanding. Experience this. So when I talk about meditate on God's word, this is the only time that you're going to hear me say this, not probably, but you know, this is the heart of what I want to say. Go find you some scriptures on peace. You can take the scriptures I gave you. I can give you another one. It's Psalms 29 and 11, where the Bible says the Lord will give strength unto his people and the Lord will bless his people with peace. Even if you use that, meditate on that. Ponder on that. Think on that. And live through that. Pray that, have that a part of your conversation. And when moments in time in life get stressful, because it will, it's life. Circumstances and situations are going to come. There's things that are going to happen that come from sides that you ain't even know was coming. But you need something that will rest you, have you be able to rest in. So rest in this word. When I'm going through a problem, Lord, you said you'll give strength unto me and that you will bless me with your peace. Today, I need your strength. Today, I need your peace because this is my situation and it's stressing me out. It's worrying me. It's going, I have a problem with this. This is the thing that I'm, I'm dealing with, I'm afraid of. And you said, God, that you'll give me peace. I need peace. But then, God, I need direction. Or God, I need you to provide. Or God, I need you to restore. Or God, I need you to do whatever that is for you. But I need peace so that I can be able to see clearly what you are doing, what the instructions is, when the opportunity comes, how to make the next step appropriately and not do something that's moved by my, my fear and my emotions. Help me to be at peace. I love you all. And as the scripture says, be at peace. Talk with you next time. Bye-bye.